0: Welcome to the Building BN podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BNEDC. Welcome to the fourth episode of Building BN, a podcast by your Bloomington Normal EDC. Recording from our offices in Uptown Normal, today's guests are Amelia Burgess and Josh Rorschib of BRE Law. Amelia is also a board member of your EDC, and today's goal is to discuss the legal profession and available occupations here in Bloomington-Normal. Hope you enjoy. Tuning in, um, thanks for uh, listening. This is a fourth episode of Building BN, a podcast by your BN EDC. Uh, today in the studios, which is my office, we have Emil- Amelia Burgess and Josh Rorschweib, from BRE Law, and uh, we're really interested to talk about uh, just legal profession here in Bloomington Normal, and uh, what it means uh, for our economy, and uh, actually the surrounding communities as well. Uh, so to kick us off, let's get a little bit of uh, your background. Amelia, you want to go first?
1: Um, sure. Well, I grew up in the area. I grew up just outside of Downs, and uh, uh, left for a while for school, as many people do, and I'm happy to be back. I've been back now um, working and living in the community for um, almost 10 years now. Nice. Um, yeah.
2: How about you, Josh? Um, I'm from the Decatur area originally and uh, born and raised there. um, Practiced law a little bit in D.C. then back in Decatur. And about five or six years ago, I uh, met my wife, who's a professor at ISU. And when we um, got married, we needed to decide like which community would be a better place to raise a family, frankly. And um, Bloomington Normal just has so much to offer. It was an obvious choice for us. So moved up here a few years ago and we've been Um, Amelia and I are part of a a law firm that's really based out of Decatur called Bree Law. And we thought this would be a great place to kind of expand and we see a lot of opportunity here. And we were thrilled that about a year ago, Amelia joined us. Very cool. That is
0: one of the cool things about central Illinois is um, while it might seem far away for us because it's surrounded by corn, it's really not that far. So getting to the other communities and with Bloomington Normal being centrally located between them all, it's a really great place to do business. Uh, Well, you already mentioned the Decatur side. I was going to ask everybody what is a fun fact, um, because both Nick and I are from that market as well. Uh, But Amelia, what's a fun fact about yourself?
1: Um, Let's see. Fun fact. Well, if we're going to talk about places we've lived, um, I spent some time living in Copenhagen. Oh, wow. uh, Which is a wonderful place to live. I wasn't there very long. My husband was actually doing his thesis work there when he was in graduate school. Um, But um, yeah.
2: Very cool. How about you, Josh? Uh, Fun fact. I love to play pickleball. Okay. Oh, so that's and Amelia plays sometimes too. Uh, as much as we we can, COVID's kind of gotten in the, in the way of our pickleball ambitions. Sure, but uh, they've got a the the racket club here is fantastic, and they've okay. got great space for it.
0: Well, hasn't pickleball gained a lot of steam lately in the last couple of years? I feel like it's really taken off.
2: It, it has because it's so fun. It's so universal. It's not like tennis where it takes a ton of work to be competent. Um, and all ages can play together. And in fact, the game that we're regularly part of, there's a lady in her 70s who just wow. smokes us. <laughs> so, but it's, it's a blast. Great. That's great. I've seen a lot of the
0: uh, park districts converting the tennis courts over and actually up where I'm at um, in Ironwood, there's a mm-hmm. very busy court. It doesn't really seem to matter what time of day I'm at. There's a group of people waiting to get on and play. So I've tested it out. Uh, not very good. But uh, one of those things, I think, like you said, you can probably play into your 70s.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Very nice. So uh, talk about your roles at uh, BRE.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, the firm itself is a full service firm. Um, We um, have lawyers who practice in most practice areas that are, are, you know, that anyone in the community would find need for. Uh, But locally, we focus, we're a little more focused and tend to primarily do civil litigation, uh, mostly on the plaintiff side. I also do some appellate work and, um, and uh, really enjoy doing that type of work as well.
2: Nice. I, uh, Amelia and I both kind of co-manage our Bloomington office and um, in in the Bloomington office our probably most of our work is for plaintiffs or or people who are injured through the fault of someone else. Um, And we've also both been very involved in trying to help grow the firm and including reaching into other markets. We think there are a lot of um, opportunities. In Central Illinois, as uh, for, for young lawyers particularly, because there's sort of an aging bar generally. So, it, as as some communities are experiencing, several lawyers retiring or or, or winding out of the profession, there are unmet needs okay. um, that can create a lot of opportunities. So, we've been working on trying to f- identify opportunities to do that and help our firm, you know, help out in those communities.
0: So, your market right now is it primarily Decatur and Bloomington? Or are you trying to get into Peoria and Champaign?
1: We actually have four four offices. So okay. we have Decatur, we have Bloomington. We also have an office in Sullivan, Illinois. And our most recent office is in Lincoln, Illinois. Nice. And uh, Lincoln is a new addition um, and a new market for us. And when we were really excited to be part of because like Josh just said, we were finding that there was a lack of legal services already in that community, but there certainly was a high need for additional attorneys and additional legal representation. So we're really enjoying kind of reaching out to a new market, seeing what works and what doesn't going into a new market and, and really trying to figure out the best way to take, the, take, uh, take advantage of that opportunity in a, in a community that's very close by to Bloomington.
0: Hey listeners, it's Nick Duffel here,
1: project manager with your BNEDC with your side of the week. Today's episode features 205 North Main Street in downtown Bloomington. With more than 20,000 square feet available across two floors, this space is ideal for offices looking to expand into an open floor plan.
0: For more information, contact Megan O'Neill with Coldwell Banker, see our show notes, or email me nick at bnbiz.org. There's actually quite a few communities close by to Bloomington in between all of them, and I think it's an opportunity you guys touched on a little bit Uh, To talk about the uh, talent attraction when it comes to young lawyers. Could you guys expand on that?
1: Sure. Well, um, talent attraction is something that uh, the legal profession is always very interested in doing. Obviously, you know, we want high quality legal um, legal people in the legal market. Um, That's what firms are looking for. That's what people want to hire. They want the best. And um, and so that legal attraction is a big piece of the profession right now and how to educate and let people know who are graduating from law school or looking for new opportunities who are already in larger markets, understand the opportunities that a community the size of Bloomington offers to them. Because the opportunities that are available here are not the same as the opportunities in in, in a market like Chicago or L.A. or New York. And in many cases, that's a very good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. Sometimes it's easy to focus on, well, you know, these, you know, if I go to big law, here is here is the known salary for that uh, that type of market. But in Bloomington Normal, you can come down and practice here and have incredible opportunities. You can um, be doing Things that, you know, you probably imagine doing when you were in law school much earlier, going to court, uh, taking depositions, trying cases, um, really getting in there and getting that experience to really get a head start in your uh, in, in the profession in a way that you may be not able to do in other markets. Um, not to mention the quality of life thing. I mean, you know, Josh just talked about what brought him here and that's the quality of life in Bloomington.
2: Yeah, I, that I think that will also help with retaining uh, lawyers in in to normal. So, um, you know, one of the things with, with our firm, we found um, for for we we've, we've been trying to recruit. Um, we kind of are always have our, are, are like looking for other talented people that might be people we'd want to bring into the firm. And I think the um, use of, of technology that um, that we've adopted has helped us a lot through. The COVID pandemic, but it's also been something that's helped us helped us attract other young lawyers into our firm, um, because I, I think we're in a we're trying to position ourselves in a place to be a little more agile and see this moment, which is really hard for a lot of firms, as a, an opportunity to to kind of grow and expand and, and kind of level up, and it's it's kind of forcing our whole industry, you know, five to ten years uh, into the future from True. where they've been stuck. So. I think COVID's done that for
0: a lot of industries. Um, I can see that for years for sure. And I think the biggest challenge when it comes to attracting somebody here is just getting them in town. Um, even whenever we do some of our familiarization tours with prospects, they don't know what they don't know until they get here. And then they start seeing the schools and they start seeing all the golf courses. Somebody called me a liar when I told him that we had over six golf courses. They're so like, there's no way. And I was like, I don't think you understand how many people here actually play golf. But whenever you're, whenever you're north of I-80, you have this mindset that everything south of I-80 is basically cornfield and smaller communities when actually we're a mid-sized market with about 171,000 people and access to all the other communities that are close by regionally and combined, there's tons to do. And I think that's part of the quality of life and the story we're trying to tell that will actually help with that talent attraction side and uh, getting testimonials um, from young professionals like yourself as well. Uh, One of the other things that I wanted to cover though, uh, speaking of some of the smaller community, is just the legal profession in the rural communities because there's a lot of opportunity for that. And um, here we have quite a few in McLean County, Um, just some things that you guys could touch on uh, that they might not know.
1: Sure. And right now, this is something that the profession, the legal profession is really concerned about, and that is a lack of access to justice in those rural communities. Uh, Josh mentioned that uh, many attorneys who are well-established in rural communities are now reaching the end of their career. They're getting ready to retire, and they're not being replaced. And the numbers there can be a little, uh, well, I I would say a little concerning, but honestly, very concerning. Um, Some of the data that's put out um, by different industries show that, um, for example, In the last four years, out of the 102 counties in the state of Illinois, 39 counties have had had no new attorneys come into the community. That's Um, crazy. 76 of the 102 counties in the state of Illinois have only had um, five or fewer new attorneys come into the county. And that is not because there are fewer people in the counties and that there's less need for legal services. It's just a matter of those services not being distributed across the state. So that's a very concerning thing. But the way that Josh and I, and we're very happy to be part of our firm because of this, is the way we're viewing it is, yes, there is a a lack of access to justice, and there's a lack of access to this resource that people need. But when there's a lack, there's also an opportunity. For sure. So if you can come in and be innovative and do things a little bit differently, because there's a reason that these attorneys are not being replaced, um, right? Uh, There's a reason that that prior model of doing uh, practicing law in smaller communities isn't a good fit necessarily for enough people. So in the absence of that, uh, it's time to get creative. It's time to look at doing things differently, um, which is what we're trying to do in the Lincoln community. And so far, we've been you know, very, very pleasantly surprised at how well uh, our efforts in Lincoln have been received um, and, um, and in many ways have been complementary to the lawyers that are already there. Um, because we've been out and about in the community, we've been spreading the word that there, there is um, that legal representation is available. And so, one thing we've taken a very strong policy on is when we looked at that particular market, we said, okay, where are the gaps? Where are the places where people aren't getting the legal assistance they need? Um, and also, just as importantly, where are the areas where that need is already being met and already being met in a, in a very competent manner? We're going to leave that alone, right? We're not going to compete with the people who are already in the community. Um, but when we do get phone calls for those areas, we help make sure they understand where they can go and where those resources are. So um and, and that just goes to show, you know, that's nothing not necessarily special about our particular firm. It just goes to show one of the great things about down practicing law downstate is how collaborative it is. Sure. Um because most attorneys are small solo or small firm. So it takes a very collaborative approach and um and that's one of the, the really great things that I don't know that we talk about enough of of, of as a profession about um just that quality of life from the side of the collaborative nature of the industry, how it really is working together and um, <laughs> and is not uh, not necessarily antagonistic.
2: Yeah, in a, a small bar, you, you there's a lot more incentive to try to get along with another lawyer when you might be practicing together for the next you know 30 or 40 years. Right. Um, and we, we really have made an effort, especially with the Lincoln expansion, to try to find ways we can partner with, refer work to other lawyers, be there to kind of help each other, rather to be seen as you know someone who could bring something to the table instead of as just a competitor that's kind of coming into their market. Because I think there are ways we can we have resources we can offer their clients that they don't, and we can support their efforts and help them deliver better results in some cases. So it can, it's just um, it, it's important to take the time to have the one-on-one meetings to help um, help make that transition work so they can see that we're there to try to not not as a threat but trying to find opportunities where we can where it can be a win for everybody right and i i would almost attribute that to
0: almost the uh, midwest or central illinois um, mindset which is definitely a little bit different you know myself coming down from the chicago market where it's a little bit more competitive and cutthroat we've got a lot of collaboration down here even in economic development Uh, it sounds like another selling point for um, the legal profession too trying to get Some younger attorneys in the area because you already talked about what a great way to uh, kick off a career to get that experience down here Um, but also you can continue to learn you know from your partners that are in the area as well Uh, another one that's on here which i know is near and dear to your heart is uh, starting a business in um, downtown bloomington Um, so if you guys want to touch on that i know there's plenty of opportunity down there
1: yeah i mean i've i've been working in downtown bloomington now for um, almost actually since i moved back to the area Love being in downtown Bloomington. And um, you know, talk about a great place to have a business. It's friendly. You get to know the other business owners in the area, and they can be—they're very supportive of your efforts. Um, and we're very fortunate. We're actually sharing space uh, right now, office space, with a firm that is well-established in the community, Costing and Woolrab. I mean, if you're in the legal profession, you know who Costing and Woolrab are, um, because they—the they, firm is—is it 150 years now, Josh? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's,
2: uh, they have their original partnership agreement in their library, and it, I think it—I think it's like at 104 years. Oh, wow. But it's kind of cool because you can see like what each of their buy-ins were to cover the, you know, like the like the, <laughs> like the fourteen dollars for the law books or whatever. Because just such a different <laughs> yeah. time. Sure. sure. Um, I'm, I'm I'm blowing it getting the numbers, but uh, th- yeah, they've been uh, wonderful uh, partners and collaborators. But we, we were very deliberate about wanting to be in downtown Bloomington, and we we just thought that that might be a particularly good space because it's so close to the the action in downtown mm-hmm. Bloomington, and and then there are just some advantages and. In um, sharing space with uh, another law firm in, in terms of some of the shared resources.
1: Yeah, and it's been it's been really fun over time to watch how downtown Bloomington has evolved. Um, it's changing, it's evolving. Um, one of the biggest changes that I've noticed is with the opening of the um, the downtown Bloomington Route sixty six Visitor Center. Sure. I mean that changed things quite dramatically. Now when you walk around downtown Bloomington, especially during the summertime, you know when things are quote normal, um, you run into people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, who are interested in in learning more about our community. And the really interesting thing is, you know, I'll always stop and say, hi, how are you, where are you from? And I will not be the first person who's done that. Nice. And, you know, I'll hear that repeatedly from people is, wow, everyone is so nice here. They keep saying (laughs) hello and asking me if I need help. And, you know, that's just a real testament to the the culture our community has.
0: Completely agree. And the other beauty of uh, downtown Bloomington is how walkable it is, the amount of shops that are down there and the variety and that is the the—it's uh, a local flavor. It's not the chains, you know, it's whenever you're coming from out of town and you want to um, get that local flavor, that's one of the best places to be because there's a lot down there for sure. And I noticed the same thing with the Route 66. You know, I've seen it before and I've seen it on bags uh, that people carry around. And but from walking around downtown Bloomington, I was shocked how many people are into that. Uh, maybe I'm not of the age yet, but it's definitely something that people come to town for.
1: Yeah, I mean, that heritage tourism part is is very significant. And it's really great that the community has been able to tap into that. And it's not just in downtown Bloomington. We also have um, you know, different sites throughout the community, including in, in Normal, that people can visit and really get that, um, that historic um, tourism angle that they're looking for. Sure. Um, I think at one point in time, uh, one of the uh, people affiliated with the uh, History Museum in downtown Bloomington, which is another great uh, institution, was telling me that one of the number one questions they get is, where can I see brick streets? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's, you know, that they really, you know, people are really interested in seeing that history of our community, which has, for the most part, still been preserved. Hey, listeners, it's Amber Wolfley, business retention and expansion manager at your BNEDC. Are you interested in starting your career here in Bloomington Normal? As of today, there are approximately 10 legal jobs listed on Indeed.com. For more information or to apply today, head over to their website and check out the available jobs and C-Y-B-N was voted a top most livable city in the nation.
0: So we're going to transition over now to the be an advantage side of things and try to get your best day in Bloomington Normal.
1: You want to go first, Josh?
2: I would start with pancakes. <laughs> um, at the, Probably the original pancake house. I love mm-hmm. sitting out, outdoors there. We, we go there all the time. They're very tolerant of my wild little toddler (laughs) um then i'd probably hit a park with the splash pad maybe a dual purpose one and go to miller park zoo exactly we we go there as much as we can um i hope i'm not stealing any of uh, my partner's thunder at miller park zoo because i know she loves it too and it's on the zoological society board but we spend a lot of time there and uh you know we we visit the distilled brewery pretty regularly i think Mm -hmm. uh, kind of winding down the dinner there is a. A great place, and um, I, we've just been really happy here, man. It's, the
0: brewery or the restaurant? Or the the
2: brewery. the brewery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like the especially with a two and a half year old um, having a little room to just run off some energy. Sure, can can, can help. Yeah, it's a big space too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're gonna have a little bit of overlap here. I mean, a perfect day for me would be starting at the downtown Bloomington farmers market. OK, oh um, uh-huh. definitely the zoo is going to be part of that. Um, we have a wonderful zoo, which is actually uh, on one of the original branches of Route 66. Hmm. Um, but we have a wonderful zoo and um, they do a lot with um, preservation efforts and conservation for animals and have some really cool programs there. And um, I, you know, you know, no perfect day would be complete without using the um, the trail at some point in time, Constitution Trail, And if I'm really lucky and choosing my perfect weekend, it's either going to include the Sugar Creek Arts Festival or the uh, Sweet Corn Festival in Uptown Normal.
0: Okay. so you both mentioned the zoo. Do you have a favorite animal that's
2: there?
1: Oh, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, the tiger's mm-hmm. pretty cool, but yes. I know that's what Josh is going to say. It, yeah, I was. Like, um, you,
2: she could see with the edge of my seat. I, know, <laughs> the I tiger, know. The tiger,
1: <laughs> the tiger, definitely the tiger. But <laughs> I mean, the, the, the tiger's pretty cool. I mean, I like the flamingos um, yeah. Yeah. The, right, right, when, you, right when you walk in, and uh, they're a beautiful bird, and um, I'm really excited. The zoo's getting a new exhibit, um, and it's. Uh, I think uh, ground should be breaking soon. I think it opens next year with Debraza monkeys, which is a really – uh, interesting looking monkey and there'll also be some tiny antelopes that, that are in the exhibit <laughs> as well that are just too adorable. So I'm very excited about that.
0: Yeah, we just took the girls there. I think it was last weekend and you know, coming from Decatur, you know, they're they're and coming from the Chicago area. They're like, oh, they mixed Lincoln Park Zoo and didn't really know what was going to be here, but we're amazed at the variety of animals that are here. And that's a wonderful zoo. And I think the best part was there's that area where you walk in and it's the, uh, I'm going to totally butcher this, but not the wallabies. But there's that area when you walk in and they're literally just bouncing around. Yeah, right no, you're
1: there. right. There are wallabies. Is it a wallaby? I okay. think so.
0: Because I just remember like, I was like, there's yeah. double doors. I'm like, whatever's in here, don't let it out. So then yeah. they, got, <laughs> they got really scared. And uh, then we opened mm-hmm. both doors and then they just like, oh my gosh, it's right there. And there were three of them just hanging out, um, which is pretty cool to walk into an exhibit that wasn't birds um, with <laughs> animals just, you know, right in front of you. So very, very great zoo. So uh, we did uh, take a survey and ask you what your favorite food was. And you guys came to an agreement, even though you're totally opposite spectrums of the uh, food world.
1: It was a fierce debate.
0: A fierce debate. <laughs> 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 well, we've already taken up your uh, suggestion for next week. We're probably going to do a staff podcast and uh, pickle fries, right?
1: Yeah. Night Shops, pickle fries. Night Shops, if, pickle if fries. Still, if they still got them in season, they're there. They're good.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna test drive that next week. So stay tuned, listeners. But for today, we have which nobody can argue against um, cookies from Ivy Lane. We'll let you guys pick first. We just got a variety. Just told Becky to grab a dozen. And uh, wow, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's peanut butter in there. So please don't take all of those. <laughs> awesome.
1: Nice. One of the great things about downtown Bloomington is we have in a row we have a coffee shop, a cookie shop, and an ice cream shop. All in a row. I that's mean, how great. perfect
0: is that? Yep. Just go right down, right down the row. Now, we spend a lot of time at uh, Red Raccoon Games because we're huge gamers. Oh. So that's our that's our go-to. go to well, go in there and see Jamie.
2: What games are you into now,
0: Patrick? Um, still Catan. Huge into Catan. We have all the expansions for that. Uh, but we were recently on a kick for Munchkin. Mm-hmm. Um, so the card game. And we, we had one a while ago and never really got into it. Now the girl's a little older. We figured it out, and now they're buying all those expansions. So the latest Munchkin expansion we got is a Harry Potter one, and they're huge in the Harry Potter. Oh, nice, <laughs> and nice. And as my girls have aged, they become more and more competitive, and that is a fun game, Munchkin, for the, the competitive side because everything could be going great, and then you can totally just hose your partners. So <laughs> it's, it's worked out very well. So what do we think, Nick? What kind of flavor did you get?
1: Uh, <laughs> did you uh, you? Yeah, take <laughs> a big
0: bite. Uh, chocolate chip. Uh, give me a second. Let me digest it. <laughs> So what do we have? We have peanut butter, some with is that mint icing. Somebody grab one of those. I did. Yeah. It looks like it's an ice sugar cookie, which looks fantastic. Oatmeal. Look like they're pretty soft. But so- I do like that. We probably should have got ice cream, too. And then coffee now that you mention it
1: <laughs> next, time. next time. Next time. So, so are cookies the go to item at Ivy Lane? Um, yeah, I mean, they've got great cookies. Um, I mean, they're they're all about the desserts so cookies um i think they do scones muffins i think brownies okay i don't know i mean it's just it's all they're one of the places like many of the the places in town that they have these kinds of foods that you go in and it's you don't you don't buy just one thing (laughs) so it's um but it's great to have in downtown bloomington because you know you're kind of um you know if you need a little pick me up you just go down there get some get a dozen cookies take it back to the office (laughs) and you're everyone's favorite person
0: exactly (laughs) yeah I'd, i'd recommend this it's uh Very soft. I know Becky just got it not too long ago, but the peanut butter cookie is very good. So also, since um, both of you know economic development, and uh, Amelia is actually one of our board members, um, if you guys could talk about maybe what economic development means to the community and your experience on the board.
2: Honestly, Patrick, a lot of what I've learned about economic development, I've had the privilege of watching your career for uh, ever since your time in Decatur. And kind so of following you online. You've been so, brainwashed. So. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it seems really important to me from having, having the having a chance to fo- follow the great work that you've done for, um, what, like 14, 13, 14 years now, right? That you've been yeah, in this industry. My and,
0: anniversary here is um,
2: Saturday. Oh, wow. Oh, I know. congratulations. That's, that's that's, that's,
1: you've well, had a lot going on this year.
2: I blame COVID, but yeah. yeah. So I, I was, so, really I was so excited to see you hired in, in this position, and uh, I think it—you it, know, our community is really lucky to have you with your talents and background. You've done so much in really a fairly short amount of time. So I, I just see it as something that will help uh, make, continue to make this a, a better place to live. As you can help um, attract and compete for um, businesses to come come here. It really, just makes makes um, it's sort of a rising tide kind of thing. It'll, it'll make the community a better place for everyone. And if we're not investing in this, we're going to be losing the other communities that are.
0: Definitely. And it's, it's really important too to get our local businesses to grow from within, but also to um, offer services like yours so that they can actually do better business. And that's something we haven't really tapped into yet that maybe we can touch when we get back to our strategic plan is the concept of economic gardening. And that's where we take the needs, once we do our BRE survey, we find out what everybody's missing. It might be marketing, it might be legal, it might be accounting services. And then you actually raise funds to say, we've got some companies that are on the verge of taking the next step. And what we can do as an organization is actually pay for those consulting services to get them to that next level, wow. to make them grow. Um, it's, a, it's a it's rarely used, but it's a tactic I've seen used successfully that we might be, well, it depends, we'll talk to me about a month or two when we get our plan done, if that rises to the top, um, we'll definitely do some fundraising um, to try to get some consultants and um, professionals like yourselves to come in and actually assist some of these businesses take their business to the next level.
2: That's incredible. Yeah, that's one, that's, one more fun tactic. That's really
1: <laughs> exciting. Yeah, I've, and I've had the privilege of serving on the board on behalf of the City of Bloomington. So I joined the board um, while I was serving as a member of the Bloomington City Council. Um, I'm no longer on the City Council, um, but I am continued I've continued to be appointed by the mayor. Uh, to represent the city on the the, the um, economic development Council, which is an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a little bit different of perspective and certainly one from the from the um, you know the public side of it, uh, it is so important to have that unified voice and that unified approach to marketing our community, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that that makes all the difference in the world in terms of bringing opportunities to the community and strengthening uh, the, the entities that are already here. And now, as you know, an individual who's um, you know recently been involved in opening a branch of another of a law firm, being a small business owner, you know, it just solidifies how important the activities of organizations like the are to help to help all the businesses in the community, not just bring in new ones, but like you just said, to really help the ones that are here succeed and grow.
0: Yeah, and you you said it right earlier when you were talking about having one voice. And uh, Amelia did participate in our one voice trip. Um, that's uh, to me, it was something coming in. Um, coming down from Chicago and even being in Decatur, where it's a single market, coming to a twin city. And I was thinking that's going to be the biggest challenge is the twin city. But getting here and seeing how One Voice worked and seeing how the BN Advantage was set up and meant to create momentum for all, um, it's been wonderful. And I think it's been pleasantly. Um, and I was just really a bit of a surprise because it's not only Bloomington and Normal, which are close to the same size, but you got McLean County as well representing everybody else. But the leadership that's there with Camille and Pam and Tim and how they all work together um, has made my job so much easier. Uh, and One Voice, uh, my first trip going out there to D.C., it uh, was Nick's first month on the job. <laughs> first yeah, I think it was, it was yeah.
1: Amber's first week it was, the it was, it job, was wasn't Amber's, it?
0: Yeah, very first day. It was like, <laughs> hey, you're going to D.C. with us. Uh, let's meet everybody, uh, meet all the leaders in the community. But it was such a cool concept to go out there and, um, you know, basically meet with our representation and tell them what our needs are and then watch that come to fruition later on because they've done it for so many years and brought dollars back to the community and that's like the very first step in our economic development flywheel in resource development is uh investing in your infrastructure and you invest in infrastructure it just spurs more development which in equals private investment to give you more money to invest in infrastructure and it starts all over um so yeah it's been a great trip and thanks for attending that and um, we'll tweak that as we go forward and we're already looking surprisingly planning for next year's um post-COVID. So we need to get some reviews on some of the contracts to make sure that if this continues, uh, we might have to have a virtual one, but fingers crossed, we'll be back there again next year.
1: Hopefully, because it's a great trip. And like you said, it has been enormously successful in in bringing back um, federal support for a lot of local projects and has really made our community a better place.
0: Yep, I completely agree. Um, If there's anything else that you guys wanted to cover,
1: um, yeah, I just like to remind people to go and sign up for the Community Confident campaign. Uh, Bree Law is part of that, and it's a great um, a great collaboration by different community entities, including the EDC, uh, to kind of um, bring some confidence back to to consumers that local businesses are taking the coronavirus and, and the COVID situation very seriously and protecting them in the community.
0: Awesome. Well, it's been great having you guys on talking about the legal profession, more opportunities for talent to come uh, to Bloomington Normal, and um, hopefully we'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Thank you for having us. Hi, this is Becky at your BNEDC with upcoming events. August 1st is downtown Bloomington's Farmer's Market from 7.30 a.m. until noon. Also, Jam Sandwich is live at Mackinac Valley Vineyard and Winery, 7 p.m. until 11 on the 1st. August 2nd is the Hogwild 5K to support McLean County use at the fairground from 8 a.m. to 10 Rockin' the Blues Sunday at Mackinac Valley Vineyard and Winery is featuring Matt Curry. From August 5th through the 9th is McLean County Fair Food Fest, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. at the fairgrounds. See our show notes or visit bnbiz.org for more details. Hope to see you there.
0: Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normals economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.